listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. A joy to be here to be able to celebrate Mass with you guys. Thank you for your support and love over the years. The, one of the major themes during Lent, of course, is repentance, but that repentance also presupposes that the Lord freely wants to give us his mercy. And throughout Lent, every day, either in the readings or in the prayers, speaks of the Lord's mercy and this mercy that he wants to give us. But today, in the opening prayer, it speaks of this mercy so that we may be protected. And our Lord's love, his mercy, is unconditional. However, it's contingent. Uh, there's this dictum that you can't give what you don't have. However, in this case, we can't receive what it is that we don't give. And as long as we're merciful, we can receive the Lord's mercy. But as soon as we choose to willfully not forgive someone, we no longer can receive the love, the mercy that God wants to give us. And it's such a free gift. And as soon as our hands start to close, we can't receive all the love and the mercy that he does want to give. However, we have to experience this as the love coming from the Father. And those of us who don't have perfect fathers sometimes have trouble recognizing the perfect father as the father that he is. Uh, father Glenn helped me to understand this when I was a novice. And Father Glenn reminded me a lot of my own father in that he had us work and work and work and work, which was fine, right? Mm -hmm. I decided at one point I would build the small ice cream machine, this little bucket out of wooden old floorboards that would hold water and we would put uh, the rock salt that you throw on the sidewalk to melt the snow in there with ice to make the temperature really cold and within that they had a coffee canister with a little wooden churner that I had, had whittled. Anyway, we got all the ingredients through Providence to make ice cream so I started doing this on a prayer day. However, the prayer days are days of silence and after night prayer it's lights out and of course, Fridays were our prayer days, which are also days of fasting, which not only means fasting, but you're absolutely not going to have any sweets on those days. So I started making this ice cream after, uh, it was after dinner, figuring it would only take an hour or two. And I wasn't going to eat it, it was just to have it in the freezer and just kind of my own curiosity of wanting to make something as well. So the ice cream took longer to make than expected. <laughs> we go to night prayer, we pray the rosary. And the ice cream still wasn't done, so I go back to the kitchen, and I'm turning the turner on this thing, right? And just to give it a little while. Well, the rest of the novices slowly start to trickle in the kitchen, looking for a glass of water or whatever it is before they go to bed. The lights come on. Chatter ensues. And everybody wants part of making this ice cream. So each brother, individually, one by one, goes to the junk food cabinet and pulls out their favorite sweets starts throwing it into the little bucket of ice cream and at this point it looks like a big party full of sweets full of chocolate making ice cream the brothers are singing laughing particularly loud and joyful class at times well father glenn walks in the kitchen and sees that we're breaking just about every rule you can break on that prayer day right it's loud we have sweets out it's not quiet anymore the lights are on it's after it's about 10 o'clock at night by this point Father Glenn just looks around and he says, who's in charge here? And all the brothers turn and they look at me and I just kind of look down. And Father Glenn says, you need to bring this to a happy conclusion. I was like, what does that mean, right? You know? 
which means I eat ice cream now or put it all away. So we put everything away and go to bed. And the next morning, Saturday morning, I go out of the friary for another little apostolate that I was assigned to. And I get back around lunchtime, knowing that I'm going to get it. I'm not sure what it is, but I know I'm going to get it. Father Glenn approaches me in the hallway and he tells me to go sit in his office. So I do so, and I'm sitting there, sweating, right? What's going to happen? This might be my ticket home. Uh, And he comes in after a few minutes with two bowls of ice cream. And he hands me one, and he sits down with the other. And he starts eating the ice cream. And he just looks at me, and he lets a good minute of silence go by. You know, the the drama that Father Glenn can bring into the, the situation. And he never once brings up what happened the night before. He simply tells me about his day, what he has going on, and then he wants to know how I'm doing. Tells me the ice cream is good. And we just have a, a normal conversation. Uh, not necessarily as, as equals, but as a loving father would have with his son. Father Glenn was more concerned about just restoring the relationship than about correcting small things that I had done wrong, although I didn't purposely choose for this whole thing to un- unfold the way it did. And what I recognized in the beauty of that was just a father's love who wants nothing more than his son to be able to turn back to him, look at him in the eyes and receive the love that the father has for him. And that really transformed the way I saw Father Glenn after that, as rather this man who just wanted me to work constantly as a father who was having me do those things for the right reasons. And I think that's a challenge, I know it's a challenge I've had over the years, but a challenge that most of us have. We don't just receive the things the Lord has from us as gifts of his love, as his mercy, Instead, we go out and we try to do something with it or make it into something else or overanalyze it or run around trying to do a million things at once rather than just receiving the goodness God has that he wants to give us to be his children and recognize that what he gives us is the best. My dad had a pet raccoon. Just wanted to bring your attention back. That doesn't have anything to do with the homily. Just joking. So my dad had a pet raccoon and he would give it sugar cubes. And raccoons don't have saliva glands. So raccoons take their food and they wash it in water, or they soak it in water so that they can chew it, digest it, swallow it. So when a raccoon receives a sugar cube, he takes it to the water, and he'll try to wash it, try to soak it, and the next thing you know, the sugar cube disappears, and the raccoon's wondering, where did the sugar cube go? And my dad says, he would just kind of grin and just laugh at the raccoon, looking at his hands, looking at the water, sticking his head under the water, looking around. But that image comes to mind. It's come to my mind for me recently in just recognizing who it is that I am in God's eyes. That he has given me certain gifts and he has not given me certain gifts. He's given me certain gifts for me to freely receive from him and to choose to use them in the way that he gives them to me. But sometimes I often act like that coon. And I take those gifts and I try to do something else with them or I try to turn them into something else. And they disappear. And then I have to go back to the Lord with open hands for him to to help me along the right way again. So the Lord's mercy is free. It's a gift for us. There's nothing we can do to earn it. He's a loving Father that wants us just to be able to turn back to him, to be able to look at him in the eyes, right, in the face of Jesus Christ as he has revealed himself to us and to receive freely all the gifts that he has for us out of nothing more than his mercy.
been listening to from the friars podcast the community of franciscan friars the renewal please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media cfr underscore franciscans